0: welcome back to objective analysis uh today we're gonna be talking about magi now i am running solo for today's episode and today's episode is a day late in terms of the live streaming portion which is unfortunate because i just finished magi manga a little bit too late i didn't finish reading the manga until yesterday like six around six p.m i'm like uh i'm pretty pretty been pretty exhausted so i decided i'm just gonna run it for for sunday so for the most part when it comes to these long stream analysis and then i'm gonna extract the audio from the stream um, those could happen Saturday or Sunday, depending on how quickly I finish the series on my reread or rewatch, so to speak. So, you know, it is what it is regarding that specifically. Um, but today, since we're running solo, I decided not to use my webcam, but can I just, uh, have the, uh, screen showcase the, um, some information regarding my, I think that would be, be best for this specific. Specific situation, so Magi was definitely interesting. Uh, Magi was, in my opinion, compared to my rewatch of Fairy Tale, my rewatch of Seven Deadly Sins, I enjoyed rewatching slash rereading Magi the most by far, um, because I think it was just a more coherent story compared to the other two. And what's kind of funny about this is that all of them are magical series, so. Should I just stick with the Magical Series theme or what? I don't know. I might check out Tokyo Revengers next or The Promised Neverland or um, some other series if I get a good enough suggestion. So uh, we will see regarding that. I'll start that reread or rewatch either today or tomorrow. Um, probably going to have to try to do a shorter series. Let me try to do something other under 200 chapters is the hope. Because like, hey, doing something that's above 200 chapters is a lot uh especially if you don't put it in the the time it's like reading reading getting to magi the only reason why magi was tough is i was i wanted to watch the anime first and then i read the manga after the anime's finished i should have just read the manga all the way through so i could get it uh get it done faster and some people indicated that some parts of magi didn't get flushed out enough. So maybe that would that's going to skew my rating for today. So let's hope that that is not the case, right? Let's hope that, for the most part, my analysis is pretty on the ball. So we'll see. So Magi was a very interesting series. As you guys know, I have my criteria for rating um, anime slash manga. I'm going to be judging the plot, the characters, the setting, the theme... The overall theme and the art or animation, depending. I'm a for the most part. I'll probably just stick with the art because I'm gonna be reading a lot of these manga. Unless the series doesn't have a manga, then I'll be reading the animation. Right. Pretty pretty simple. So Magi. Oh man, Magi. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said prior. Um, so we're going to start off with the plot in particular. So the plot, as you guys should know by now, I kind of rate it in, uh, a lot of different subsections, the uniqueness of the plot, the pacing, the consistency, the beginning of the plot and the ending of the plot all have their own criteria. Now the uniqueness of the plot, I gave us seven. I thought it was a good, unique plot. Um, especially in comparison to like something like Fairy Tale, I think Seven Deadly Se- Seven Deadly Sins also had a very unique plot when it focused on a Thurian legend. Magi focused on a, um, a- on a lore as well. You know, obviously it's related to the adventures of Simbad, but it's also related related to the uh, the lore of Solomon, who is in um, a lot of like religious text. So they had a lore they were focusing on as well in terms of the the magic system, in terms of uh, the gods, in terms of, like referring to the prior world and all that stuff and it made it very interesting it made it something that you would want to invest in i think magi would have benefited in a different time coming out so youtubers could have focused on the lore a lot more in depth and that's what made it so interesting so i gave it a seven it was a good unique plot nothing too crazy like seven is a good ranking it's like it's good but nothing mind-blowing so i can't really go beyond a seven right As for the pacing, the pacing, for the most part, I was reading... Well, watching and reading it are two separate entities altogether, right? Because the manga apparently includes more information about some stuff than others. Now, when it comes down to it, I thought the pacing overall was pretty good. That's why I give it a 7 as well. There are times in manga where I felt like, okay, the exposition... Is necessary when you're building the plot, but you don't need to dive into certain details as in depthly. That's why I have certain problems with stuff like uh, Toriko, for example, because, like Torko, I give credit considering how much it wants to build the world, but sometimes it goes into too depth about every little detail, and I don't think that is necessary when you're telling a story because it could slow down the pace of the actual story being told i think there are elements i think there are specific times where you should include all those innate details those small refined details but i do think they should come and go i think they should be nuanced a little bit more appropriately so magi's wasn't bad by any means that's why i gave it a seven but i do think there were times where it was like oh i didn't really care about this i can kind of skip all this like innate small details and get and not miss anything in terms of the plot so that's probably the biggest problem in terms of the flow of the arcs themselves it was pretty natural all the arcs were very much different from one another and were paced pretty well there's really not a time where i was like okay this was too fast okay this was too slow i think overall it was um paced pretty well i guess the only kind of critique or criticism i can give Moggy in terms of its pacing Was the fact that in the beginning, when it was building up its characters, it probably could have been done a little bit more dynamically. But it's probably, like, building up Alibaba specifically took a while in the beginning. I get it. I get you want to set the foundation of his character because he's so important. But I do think that could have done, that probably could have done been done a little bit, paced a little bit better. But let's, that's just like a small criticism. It's not like it was bad by any means. So, 7 is still a good rating. Next, we got consistency. Now, consistency follows the overall story and how consistent it is what, to its own lore, how consistent it was to its own characters, um, any alleviating plot holes, all that stuff. Like, was it fl- was it like, oh, by the end of the series, I retconned this, this, and that? this was also done pretty well all the characters fell followed their own kind of moral story they all were you know pretty much on the ball you could argue there might have been a little bit of, like, small things that didn't really get flushed out enough. And I'll, I'll I'll adhere to that. For example, when they kind of introduced the concept of having two Magoys in one body. Sure, they introduced it later on a little bit more in terms of when Sinbad tried to manipulate everybody's rook. But it really didn't have a big plot relevance, especially considering how you try to make a big deal that it was supposed to kind of be a new power for Alibaba. But innately, there's no point where it showcased that. It showcased that it was a detriment. It showcased that it was a um, problem, right? Um, Other characters kind of benefited from this plot point more, even though Alibaba was the one to introduce because he had the... He had the Rook of Kasim and himself in his one body, but nothing really came out of it. You know what I'm saying? So you could go to that. However, the concept was was fine. The concept definitely was fleshed out because when Sinbad had the... uh, had the dark rook imported into his body that was the point when david interfered with him because they're both singularities um when hakuryu had two rooks in his body he was able to beat out sinbad's uh rook manipulation right so there are times where having two rooks is relevant to the plot and it makes sense but in terms of like alibaba and the fact that oh he's stronger now that did not that never played dividends okay um anything else i think for the most part also later on in the series i do think there are times where it seemed like aladdin and Simbad, specifically they're the two most important characters in the series i feel like they by the end of the series didn't get flushed out enough and i'll probably talk about that more in the characters portion i know Sinbad has the spin-off Adventures of Sinbad the the anime and all that stuff but just because you have that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to read it, right, so uh, for me, when it comes to spinoffs, I'm not going to utilize that in my overall reading, because I don't think it's fair, not, one, not every series has a spinoff, and two, multiple series have multiple spinoffs, and I have no interest in reading, like, multiple spinoffs, multiple, light novels, all that stuff, if your story is not in the canon material that I'm reading, then, sorry about that, then I'm not reading it, I'm not watching it, um, I may read it as a confined analysis by its own like own merit, for example, like Vigilantes, I'll consider its own independent story and I'll analyze Vigilantes by itself or maybe even Sinbad, Adventures of Sinbad. But I'm not going to include that in a Magi rating or My Hero Academia rating, for example. So you could argue that in re- in relation to Sinbad. But, in terms of, like, the the end of the series... So, the reason why I bring this up is I do think by the end of the series, Sinbad definitely seemed... The build to his eventual transition to becoming a full-fledged, like, antagonist, I think could have been built up a little bit more consistently. Maybe a little bit. Like, a small critique. And then Aladdin, I feel like when his backstory was introduced, when his family was introduced, what happened to his prior world was introduced, I don't think he... Stay consistent to his character being caring and caring by all things it it seemed like for me personally he did not care about the other the other plot or uh, the other world he didn't care about his father, he didn't care about his mother. Sure, you had one like cool scene when he was doing magic and you got Sheba and Solomon behind him, but overall it seemed like it had no pertinent in terms of his morals, but in terms of his ideals, it had impact so i think that could have been done a little bit more consistently okay so those are two things i'm gonna be right back i'm gonna cut this out when i uh do the all right so with that said overall the seven for consistency i think it's pretty on the ball uh next we're gonna dive into the beginning of the plot now the beginning of the plot um Moggy, i thought it was was cool i thought it was a little bit better than average so i got it was like okay i'll give it a six um, mainly the beginning of the plot followed, uh, Aladdin's introduction, you know, it kind of tease Aladdin and Ugo that, okay, they're very important characters. What do you want? What do you wish for Aladdin? Of course. And then he come, comes across, um, Alibaba and the introduction between Alibaba and Aladdin, how a lot of it was like Alibaba was working for some dude and kind of like treated as a peasant and uh it took a while for alibaba to stop being kind of like a uh kind of uh what what's the word it just stopped it just took a while for alibaba to kind of break out with his mc with his main character with his kingliness um and then he eventually met morgiana saved morgiana etc etc so uh, and then eventually, you know, at some point, Alibaba wanted to achieve greatness and enter into the dungeon. So that's kind of where the story picks up. That's where the stories start. So I thought it was cool. You know, it took a while for us to kind of get to know Aladdin and get to know Alibaba. You didn't really know if you liked either character yet. Um, you barely even knew anything about Morgiana. You had kind of assumed she was going to be important at the beginning. So I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a six. I do think. Later on, when they're in the dungeon, some revelations, so the, some bonds are created. The Alibaba shows that he's more than what he is. Uh, Morgiana is very important. So, eventually, it starts picking up a little bit, but a six is fine for me. And the ending of the plot. Now, I, have, I haven't heard anybody say they dislike the ending of, uh, of Mogi. And... I, I didn't you I, I do think compared to the prior two series it definitely had the best ending it was the most clean ending there's really no in innate issues I had with the ending uh it featured a lot of it featured kind of uh Simbad and David battling for the sp- top spot of the gods and them trying to come up with a solution to kind of um kind of navigate destiny. And how there are multiple wor- worlds, there are no- multiple gods uh, influencing destiny. Um, this kind of the ideology or the philosophy of determinate, ter- determinism is heavily played into this series. So, them trying to find a solution for that, Bombo finding a solution for, for how to fix the Magi universe. And then the battle with David and Sinbad, um, Alibaba protecting people. We got everybody coming together at the end after they get, all, everybody comes around. And then uh, Aladdin taking out David for good and all that stuff. So I think it all came together. Sure, they lost like all the magic. I do think there are, I, even though I think it was a clean ending, what I mean by that is that they did what they had to do and they did it well. Right? It was a good ending. That's why I give it a 7 out of 10. But the reason why I can't give it anything higher is I don't think they wrapped it up in a nice bow. And sure, it's, impo- it's nearly impossible to get like that type of level ending. Like The only thing that comes to mind is Code Geass' ending. And I think it wrapped everything up in a nice bow. I didn't think Ma- Magi's ending did that. And that's not kind of like an issue for for... Uh, the mangaka per se, because I think you wouldn't need to kind of extend the series a little bit more to wrap everything up. For example, right? For example, the end of the plot introduced um, a few things that I do think it's little small critiques, but if you want something perfect, you have to address everything, right? For example, Sinbad was, uh, kind of saying you don't need me but Alibaba kind of said hey I I know you're Sinbad you'll be back so that kind of leads into Sinbad eventually returning um but obviously we don't know if that'll happen because the series ended right another aspect of it is Aladdin There was kind of a scene where Aladdin was kind of low-key flirting with Kyoku Kyoku um the the water gin user and it made it definitely kind of hinted that you know that she would be she's kind of like Shiba, her personality is very much like Shiba. So it's kind of hinted that Aladdin and Kyokuku could get together because like Aladdin's very similar to Solomon, Kyokuku is very similar to Sheba. It made a I mean, it made sense, but you kind of you touched it, but never like. The, and then the series ended. It's kind of like, uh, okay, what? What, what, what? what are we doing there? Also, Ar- Arba's plotline, because, you know, she got, um, once she saw God, she kept on hearing God's voice and all that. They never really touched upon what that exactly meant about her hearing God's voice. Like, her God talking to him, God having a consciousness. They never really touched upon that. And after Alibaba came up with a solution and they defeated David, she's just there. Like... Okay, what about her plot line? Did she forgive Solomon? Is she going to stop? Like, they never addressed that either. So, like I said, there's, like, some minor plot points that never got truly wrapped up in the nice bow. The only thing that was truly wrapped up that a lot of fans would have appreciated, obviously, was the fact that... um alibaba Morgiana got together other than that the fact that they have to rebuild all these kingdoms the fact that war can also persist the fact that destiny could still play a part also the aspect of the different worlds and them communicating with the different universes it'll a huge plot point but like they introduced, okay we're gonna start doing it but what does that mean exactly right what are these worlds like exactly right it kind of leads into a potential sequel. That's what Magi does here. Because there are a few, there's enough to say, okay, is there a sequel going on? But obviously, Magi's not going to have a sequel, right? Um, the creators started working on Orient. And eventually, I'll do my analysis on Orient some other day. But yeah, it was kind of like... It didn't wrap everything up in a nice bone. And that's why I said it was a good ending. That's why I said it's a 7 out of 10 ending. So... With that said, if I had to calculate everything regarding the plot, let me uh, do some uh, averages. So that would be 7 for uniqueness, 7 for pacing, 7 for consistency, 7 for ending, and 6 for the beginning of the plot, divided by 5. So overall, the plot ended up with a 6.8. That's how averages work. Nothing I could do about that, huh? So the plot was a 6.8, right? Alright, the next I want to dive into is characters. I think this is another aspect of, of Mogi that was done extremely well. Now, for characters, um, they are also bro- broken down in sub-criteria as well. Protagonists, antagonists, main antagonists, the villains in general, the main side characters. So, those are important characters that's not like the main character. Um, and then the side characters in general. Now, Magi did something very unique, right? Extremely unique, where this is the only series... Like, the other two series, people want, might want to try to say, okay, uh, Meliodas and Elizabeth are main characters, but inherently, if you really think about it, if you really think about the story as a whole, Meliodas is the protagonist. Elizabeth has importance in terms of the the lore of the world equal to Meliodas but in terms of the perspective of the universe in terms of the relevance and the roles that's been given to the main character itself Elizabeth does nearly nothing in comparison compared to Meliodas now fairy tale is another interesting story but even that compared to Natsu Lucy does not nearly have as much importance as Natsu in terms of the overall plot in terms of what he does in the story Lucy's perspective is—it probably goes from the perspective of Lucy, but that doesn't mean she's the protagonist of the story. It's just her perspective of the story, right? Which is fine—you can do that. Now, Mogi is a legitimate argument could be made that Aladdin and Alibaba are the main characters. I'll be honest, Mogi respectively had three MCs. I disagree. I think it had, had two MCs. Simba was not an MC by all, he was not an MC at all. It had two MCs, Ali Ababa and Aladdin. Uh, it it's actually not inherently just Aladdin. Uh, initially, when I when I watch El- Magi the first time, when I watch Moggy the first time, and uh, Seb, me if you want to join in the discussion since you watch Moggy, let me know, um, because you know I like to. Uh, usually, I do these with uh, someone who wants to bounce off ideas, but initially. Um, I thought it was just Aladdin's perspective. I thought it was Aladdin's story. But once I re-watched and reread it, Alibaba is just as important. Like the pers Alibaba and Aladdin have equal importance. I think that is a definitive thing to say for me. Because sure Aladdin was the person who introduced the story, and there's a large portion of like in terms of the the uh uh Modno Satat arc it was on Aladdin's perspective, but at the end of the story, Alibaba carried the entire final arc it was He was the one who came up with the solutions at the end. He was the one that influenced Sinbad and Aladdin. He was the one who created a uh, who met with the other universes and he basically saved the world. Uh, that's what Alibaba's did. Aladdin chose Alibaba to be just as important as him. Um. You said you'll join. You said you'll join. All right. Let me. Let me. Uh. Let me do this. Uh. But I could like I like that. I, I can see why people would say Aladdin based off initial interpretation. But I think you can't say that. I don't think you can honestly say Aladdin. Is the, the like sole main character, for example? Um, because without Alibaba, the story literally does not move. Not, I guess you can't say, I I guess that's not a good argument to make, but Alibaba's influence is like right there. Let me let me introduce Semi Yo, what's up, RT? What's good, bro? All right. So yeah, I was just uh just reiterating that after I did my reread, I don't think I think you legitimately have to say Aladdin and Alibaba's importance are equal. I don't think you can say Aladdin's importance is above Alibaba's. Initially, I would think so, especially if you only watch the anime. But if you like read the entire really? story, you, um. Oh, do you, can you not hear me? Am I muted? Can you hear me? Oh, I was muted. My bad. No, 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 My... it's cool. All right. So basically, what I was saying is, I think for the most part, you can't say Aladdin and Alibaba are not equal. I think they they are legitimately equal in their importance and their relevance to the story. Um, I think if you only watch the anime, then saying Aladdin's the most important is fine. But if you read the entire story afterwards. Then I don't think you can say that. I think they're legitimate. Like this, both equally is important. I think they're both main characters, protagonists. Yeah, because I remember
1: when I first like got introduced to the anime, like it was so Aladdin based, where you would just think like, okay, this is just nothing about everything is about Aladdin and him trying to uh, just uncover the truth along the way. But when I had to, when I doubled back and read the manga. I was like, bro, Alibaba plays so much. I feel like Alibaba played more bigger roles than Aladdin did in some cases. Oh, yeah.
0: Like the final arc of Magi, Alibaba will carry that arc. Like he literally saved the world. It was Alibaba's story at that point. Even, I mean, the Mondeshotat arc, where it was with the magicians, that was Aladdin's arc for sure. Like we know that um and the arc after that they he told the truth of like solomon like that had nothing to do with either of them but but definitely the end of the arc alibaba was heavily carrying and then aladdin eventually gets introduced to so i think for the most part in this situation from our rating system um you i would have to consider both aladdin and alibaba as the protagonist i don't think many series actually do this like people try to say okay naruto naruto and sasuke are protect. no they're not i mean it's naruto and then sasuke and Moggy, i think you have to say it's aladdin and alibaba like they're both equally as important um and you said but you said three who's the third i don't i don't know who the third would be. okay so midway
1: I would say midway ish through, right? When we started getting the, the whole shindig, right, with the Co empire. I really like, and this is just me. I really like how they introduced Hakariyu into the story, story, and how they implemented him as a like a, a like a like a reverse Alibaba in a way. Because he was so struck on like. Bro, I just don't like, I don't like how things are going in the, in the cult Empire. Like, at all. I want to make a change, but I don't know how to even make a change. And then everybody's throwing in their suggestions and everything, and it's like, bro, the the, the code Empire, Empire is still in shambles. So for that good little portion, we got nothing but, like, the cult Empire and Hakoriyu and his resolve and how they was even going about it. And then even after that, it was still a little bit about him and um him and um uh dang I Judar, Judah him and Judar, and because because when they popped up together, everybody was shocked. It was like damn, like I would have never expected the Hakari to just pop up with Judar, like. And then See,
0: so I I man, um. For the most part, I definitely agree that um, Hakuryu is very important. Like I have another, I have another sub-criteria where it's like main side characters, and these are uh-huh. important characters that are just not the main character. Like I think Aladdin, Alibaba are both like equal in terms of being the protagonist of the story. But and then I think the only other main characters would be Morgiana, Hakuryu, and maybe Judar. And so I, I would agree in that sense. Um, so in terms of like, so basically how I'm doing my, uh, a rating for, for the, uh, for the characters is okay. I break it up into sub-ca- categories. I have protagonists, main antagonists, villains in general, main side characters and side characters in general. So the protagonist, I couldn't honestly do it without including both Aladdin and Alibaba considering their importance. So, um, if I had to be, I honestly gave it, gave them both collectively, an 8 out of 10 as like how good they are. I think the only problem, the reason why I can't have them like nines or tens for me is like probably the benefit and the, and the discredit is that they're both share the spotlight a little bit too much. So they both can't be like 10 out of 10 protagonists. You can't like, so I yes. think that's the only problem I have. I think they just haven't, they weren't flushed out enough which is tough to say considering they were fleshed out a lot. If, I, if you're thinking about like 10 perfect main characters or like close to perfect main characters, you would need the entire spotlight. And obviously Aladdin and Alibaba didn't get that because they shared the spotlight together, which is fine. You can tell your story that way. It doesn't make it bad. But that's why I said it was an 8 out of 10 collectively um, for, for Aladdin and Alibaba. Just because I think they just weren't fleshed out enough individually. Yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from, and I'm
1: perfectly fine with them not being no 10 out of 10 MCs because, I, like you said, they both shared the spotlight in different arcs and different time periods. Because it was a lot of things within Magi that didn't that didn't that didn't have to correlate with Aladdin at all, and I was and I was perfectly fine with it correlating to Alibaba or Hakariu or Morgiana at at that time period, you know. But I definitely like the diversity in Magi where they was able to even balance out two main characters perfectly fine. They didn't even have to be perfect, you know? So.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why I said 8 out of 10. And then for the main side characters, might, might as well touch upon that as well. Um I had Hakuryu, Morgiana, and Judar potentially. If Judar is questionable whether or not he's like a main side character or not, um, but you may be able to include him. But at the very least, Morgiana and Hakuryu, for sure. And I also gave them eights too. I think that Hakuryu's story was excellent. Like you said, he was the antithesis of Alibaba, so to speak. He was the kind of the opposite of Alibaba. And he kind of bled into that outr that rage, that outrage. Um and then Morgiana was a was one of the good female leads we had in, 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 anime and shonen. uh, she developed very nicely. She had her own character. She was super strong. Um, while still having a compassionate side, especially for Alibaba. So I, 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 gave them an eight out of 10. So I think for the most part, the, the main character group that Magui introduced was all very, done very, very well and was very fun to watch. Now I'm cur- I'm actually curious on your, uh, on your answer to this. So for the main antagonist, it was hard to consider. And eventually what I said for main antagonist is like very similar to the protagonist. You really can't say it's one person. I think you have to say the main antagonist was both David and Sinbad. Yeah, I think you kind of have to say that because Sinbad influenced the entire series. His influence was there from the beginning. And even though he was a nice guy, he was on the protagonist's side, everything he did, he did for himself at the end of the day. So, he never technically was on Alibaba's side. What he wanted, or Aladdin's side, what he wanted is them to be on his side. Yeah, That's what he yeah. wanted to do the entire time. And then David, because of the Solomon stuff, because he was the final villain, and because even he had some influence on Simba, but for the most part, they were both their individual characters uh, doing their own individual things. So, do you yeah. agree with Sinbad being the one of the main antagonists of the story? Definitely. With with Sinbad, what I
1: do like, uh, even though him and David correlate to each other a lot, I like the fact that they're their own entity at the end of the day. Like you, like you were saying that, uh, granted, Sinbad could be was a nice guy in his own right, but he was selfish. You know. And it was basically like other sense of like it's my way or no way at all like it's either you join up with me, and I understood why, and the more that you uh go back and and or either read or watch the story and how he would just um build his house, it's like bro he was really like recruiting he was really recruiting people saying like. Yeah, it's you either on my side or you're gonna be against me, and you're and you're not gonna like being against me.
0: Yeah, I mean there are aspects of Simba that really plays into a god complex. He was super narcissistic and all that stuff. We all know this, um, but he had reason to be, and that's kind of like in part to like the the his own story. So one of the things that I considered that would have been perfect for Maggie. And perfect for Sinbad's character because he's arguably like he's 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 an amazing character. He's one of the greatest characters we've seen in terms of writing. But there are still aspects of him that's not flushed out enough. Very similar to like Ali Baba and Aladdin, and he has his own story. I think personally, the, the Magi would have benefited so much if they created a sequel, a prequel. If they created a prequel of Sinbad before Magi set up Sinbad's story first set up how he became who he became, and then dive into the Magi universe. And then lead into... And then after, like, once the Magi... Because they did the... Sure, it's a spinoff and everything, but yeah, no, after... I already I, I don't think it hits the same, because it's a spinoff. Not everybody wants to check it out, necessarily. And I think... Um, even though Sinbad's a great character, the problem with it is, like, by the time Magi kind of started dying down, you introduced the spinoff, but, like, the hype already died down. If you introduced Sinbad's prequel story before the Magi story, you would have been yeah. able to establish Sinbad very quickly, his whole entire story, and then him turning into the antagonist would have made a lot more sense. I think most people understand what he has been through from Magi, but... We didn't get it fully flushed out. We didn't get the entire story. We didn't get hit all the ups and downs of Sinbad. So I think that's kind of one of the one of the detriments of Sinbad as a character. It's a it's a small critique, but I think it would have helped a lot for his character. Yeah, personally. it was de- it, it was definitely like a uh,
1: how they released it because it was like Magi then the spinoff, like you were saying. I would have preferred this meets as well. I would have preferred the spinoff or just a prequel about the ups and downs while including the adventure of Sinbad as well. They could have definitely flushed that in. It could have been 24 episodes. That's fine. Then you could have did the whole, okay, cool. We're going to dive into Maggie with Alibaba, Aladdin, Sinbad, uh, Solomon, uh, Ugo, like, you know, so on and so forth. Um, i agree with another thing that you said they definitely could have fleshed him out a little bit more i like the spinoff don't get me wrong but i feel more connected to sinbad in magi than the the spinoff which is crazy
0: yeah no i i actually agree with that um like, the, the thing about Sinbad is they, they touch upon it quite a few times. That, you know, he's been through a lot. He's been a slave. he's His people were killed. He's been through war. But we don't get to see it. And I guess that's a big problem. Because, like, Sinbad could be a 10 out of 10 antagonist. He could be. He could 100% be a 10 out of 10 antagonist. If his story was fleshed out more. For example, I guess, like, the perfect example for a 10 out of 10 antagonist would be Griffith. Like, Griffith's entire story was flushed out and how he turned into the antagonist. Sinbad, we were introduced to Sinbad. Initially, we didn't know he was the antagonist, but there was always something off about him. We we knew that very early on. He's, like, too perfect. So, if we got his story completely flushed out, and even if you wanted to do a mod you should have done, like, maybe even an arc, like... So at some point do an arc talking about Sinbad. It don't even have to be that long. I think that would have been that would have helped his character a lot to make him one of the GOAT antagonists. But I think he just missed it. So personally, personally for the main antagonist, I had to give a rating for David. And I had to give a rating for Sinbad and kind of equal it out. So I ended up getting a seven point five out of ten, and that's probably because of Sinbad. I think is close to a ten, but I think he's a nine. And then for uh, David, I give a six. Like he's kind of, I mean, he's similar to Sinbad, but literally his his story definitely did not get flushed out. We knew what his ideals were, but yes. like he doesn't mean like he was he he was kind of there. He was kind of this a character to get through for Solomon, a character to get through for Aladdin at the end. So he just wasn't flushed out enough. So that's why Man is seven point five out of ten villains no yeah. in general um well let me let me ask you do you have uh anything to say about david i my my main thing
1: my main critique about david was and i was just talking with um one of my homies the other day about this because he's a big monkey son we was talking about how we could have how we could have um extended and fixed that final arc a little bit more better because it was a lot of things in the final art that was either became a plot convenience, or it just got slid in and never touched up on at all. Mm. And it was like, okay, cool. I see you're trying to introduce this, but is you're gonna touch up touch up on this like later on and stuff? And then, like what? Like um. I forgot I forgot her name. The one who was talking about she could hear God's voice. Uh, um Arba. Yeah. Ar- yeah, Arba. I was like when when, when I um seen the panels like, oh yeah, like they kept recurring about oh yeah, Arba could hear God's voice, this that and third. So I'm like, hold on, like is they gonna touch up on this? Because that's a big thing.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. I actually when I because like earlier when I was talking about the plot, I talked about the ending of the plot. I actually gave the ending overall a seven. I thought it was good. But well, there are and but just like you said, there are things they could have wrapped up better. And I actually mentioned, like, for example, Arba's story. Like she could hear God's voice. Like what is, like what does that mean? Like they never really kind of dove into that. They never even dove into Arba. Did she like become a good person or is she still kind of crazy? Like like what is going on with Arba? They never wrapped that up properly. So I actually really I actually agree with that. Exactly, and the times that we actually
1: did get to see Arba a little bit fleshed out and really touched up on is when the whole Coat Empire thing was going on, and there was like, "Oh yeah, she's crazy, she's a witch, and she could," I'm, and we're like, "Okay, that's nice," and then start later, and then later on, she's like, "Oh yeah, I can still hear God's voice," and it's like, "Bro, is you crazy, or is this actually a thing?"
0: Yeah, because. The problem with it is the fact that we understood. Like I think for the most part, they kind of made the 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 organization very relatable and understandable. Like they they lived a certain life. A lot of crappy stuff happened to them. Solomon made a world that didn't benefit them specifically because they lost so much, so they were pissed off. Now for yeah. Arba specifically, hers was harder to understand because like sure she. Like, she gained, she gained huge influence from God. She saw God's godly form. Like, she was a devout follower, despite, like, being Solomon's closest. Like, he, she loved Solomon, but, like, she... Uh, Il Allah just completely took over all those senses. So it's like, okay, sure, you can hear God's voice. Don't know what that means exactly. He has a consciousness. Never got kind of fleshed out what does that mean exactly and then her story ends alibaba comes up with a solution all this stuff but her story never got wrapped up does she like does she does she still hate ugo does she still hate solomon does she still hate aladdin i think it would have been better at least to at the very least wrap up what she thinks at the end of the story like you can't really tell like what is what is her thinking what does she forgive or does she regret what she did or does she still hate Solomon? Does she still hate Aladdin? I think wrapping up that story would have been much better. I, I feel like they hit their ball because Arbor was so important to the story. So I think they just didn't wrap it up properly. Yeah, so, with her, definitely they did wrap it up. With her
1: and Solomon, I could definitely say there was major characters who didn't get the the privilege of being fleshed out how they definitely needed to be. In that final mm. arc, they had opportunity to. I don't know the whole thought thought process of it was on that end, but definitely in that final arc, we could have definitely touched up on a few things with Solomon and Arba and her influence with God or either uh get a, a conclusion on whether she actually hears God because she did see his whole divine form and we don't know if that drove her crazy or whatever the case may be. Or we could have got the conclusion with her of, do she still feel some kind of way about Ugo? Do she still feel some kind of way about Solomon? Do she still just... still outright... um just don't like how things didn't turn out her way? Yeah. Just in general.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty definitive at this point. I don't, I don't know about Solomon. I don't know what else I could have done with Solomon. Solomon definitely didn't turn out as flushed out as a character overall i do agree with that i think he wasn't really flushed out but i don't for him i guess it's not necessary i think i don't think it's as necessary to flush him out as a as a character considering like you have him more i mean he was really important so it's hard to say regarding solomon but the very least i would have appreciated there is a the dynamic between solomon sheba and aladdin was just off like it was so off. Like, Solomon and Sheba, sure, they cared about each other. But it's like, Solomon, when when you introduce Aladdin, it's like, they never felt like child and parent. They, at never. no point. It's just It was so off. It seemed like Aladdin didn't care. And it seemed like Solomon didn't care. And it seemed like Sheba didn't care. It's just like, Sheba cared that Solomon was like put in these weird situations and her life sucked. But it seemed like Aladdin did not care that Sheba went through this awful, and how she died was awful. And Solomon went through all this, and then was turned, and it was like villainized. Like it seemed like Aladdin didn't care. I mean, uh, that's another part I brought up at the ending. It was like that I had problems with. It's like it's just like they didn't wrap up Aladdin's connection with his family at all. It was kind of, it was kind of off. It was kind of weird. And you could have done that through Arba, but you didn't do that either. So it was like. Even um, I also brought something up regarding Aladdin. You remember the scene? I don't know if you remember, but you remember the scene where, you know, um, around the ending where everything got wrapped up in Aladdin when Kyokoku was kind of like telling Aladdin a little bit more about herself around the yeah. ending. It seemed like they were trying to set up that Aladdin and Kyokoku was going to get together, but never touched upon that at all. It's like, like yeah, oh, I know what you're talking was, about. Yeah, it was such a weird scene. It was like okay. Because Kyokoku actually, in terms of her character, is very similar to Shiba. but it's like very. you try. What are you trying to do here? Because you you're not fl- you just introduce and then she said blah and then they left. It's like, okay, what is <laughs> like what is going on in this little little circumstance? Exactly. I, I know. I know exactly what
1: you're talking about. I mean, um, another thing is that she resembles Shiba in some ways. That it's like. It's it's like um you could all you could almost say like Shiba is living through her. Like it, like they have so many correlations, it's crazy. And what I definitely would have what I definitely would've liked with that ending is you could have definitely put um Aladdin and Kyoko. Like you could definitely put them together. No problem. We already got Alibaba and
0: Morgiana. Like and yeah, it was so obvious that Aladdin felt something in that situation. It was just so, it was just such a weird scene. So that's like, like I said, I thought it was good. Like it was clean, but there are so many things that could have wrapped up better. But those are like, in my opinion, I think those are like small criticisms. That's why you can't, I don't think you can say Magi had a bad ending compared to like other endings, but I do think they could have done things a lot better. Yeah, that's so. my thing too
1: i feel like they could have did like just a few a few things here and there a little bit better especially um especially going into the conclusion
0: but overall the ending is um it's really not that bad yeah it was pretty clean especially when you compare it to so many other endings in 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 shonen like it was pretty clean like it did what he had to do and it did it well um, okay, so diving into the villains in general, that would have to include Arba. That would have to include the the, the mage at the, that wizard school. Um, it would have to oh, include yeah. who else would be a villain? That's like Kasim. I think for the most part, Magi had pretty good villains with flushed out stories. Some other villains, I don't. I think the problem with Magi is like they didn't have enough like, major villains in in a sense. I think they had villains, but they were also not villains. Like, Hakuri was a villain, but not a villain. The The only one that was, like, a villain villain was, like, Arba, really. Arba, yeah, basically. So I think that's the biggest problem, because everybody else who was kind of, like, evil and was, like, a villain, like, they didn't have a lot of relevance. Overall, I thought it was good enough, though. So I give it a 7 out of 10. I thought the villains did their jobs per arc. They're good enough. Yeah, I um, feel like that's fair. 7 out of 10. That's pretty, yeah, pretty fair. fair. A lot of people don't get 7 out of
1: 10.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, a, I, Maki, that's when, when I finished. Like, Maki was good, bro. It was definitely good. Um, okay, side characters in general. Maki has a lot of good characters. Cohen, Koha, Kyokoku. Um... Friggin' Sinbad's people, Jafar, Draken, uh Sharken, Yamreha, titus like, a lot of interesting characters, a lot of important characters, a lot of characters you can adamantly root for, a lot of characters that have their own individual personality, a lot of them developed, like, Magi did his job. He had a lot of good characters that the char- the main cast could feed off of, and I think that was good. I gave him a give him a nine out of ten for that. I think they're pretty good. I think they had a good enough collection of characters for me to be happy. Nine for maybe me, Eight. For me, I could definitely
1: I could definitely do nine, and and this and this for the sole reason of a lot of series can't juggle a lot of the, a lot of characters like that.
0: Oh, exactly. A lot of them, like a perfect example. My Hero Academia struggles a lot with flushing out the side characters. It struggles a lot. Um, like it's literally just Deku, Bakugo, and and Todoroki, and then all these other characters are borderline irrelevant, um, like, except like, like All Might, may, may, maybe.
1: Maybe. Um, what you say? I say basically like fill-ins. Like you got like with My Hero, they got their they strong three side characters or main characters they want to focus on and then everybody else is like the fill-ins
0: exactly my hero struggles a lot with it um so that's why i said mongi does an excellent job with fleshing out its characters making them all interesting and important like mongi does an amazing job um okay so with that said let me do some averages so protagonist got an eight uh main antagonist got a seven point five Villains in general seven. Main side characters eight, nine. Divided by five. So we got characters seven point nine out of ten is a total rating. Alright, let's move on to the setting, which is like how the world is made. Yeah. Um so the setting features um for shonen, I'll include the power system if it's like a battle shonen, but like you got the lore, such history, the power system, and the geography. Now, the lore of Magi is very extensive. And I thought they did an excellent job continuously bringing it in. Um, Especially when the backstory was eventually introduced. They introduced God, the world, how it was made, the djinns, the dungeons, magic. Uh, Honestly, like... I thought, for the most part, it was done extremely well. I think, I think, when you finish Monkey, like, there's, would you say there's any holes that you have in terms of the lore and history? Do you think there was anything that was like, bling? Like, okay, I didn't understand this. To be, to be perfectly honest with you,
1: and this is me, from the world building to the power system, I like the fact that it stuck to that foundation from beginning to end like nothing then felt like it was really pulled out of the air and just added in and now you got to figure out like does this correlate to this or this does this um magic introduce more magic or new magic so um i definitely like the fact that it stuck whatever they had the foundation as in the beginning whether it was the dungeons dungeons the weapons, the gins, um, even with, even with uh the vessels, it really, it really stuck to the story. Like nothing got sidetracked, or nothing was like, yeah, we're we're gonna do this, and then we go, and then all of a sudden it go left. Cause we see that all the time.
0: Yeah, the one thing I said about the, uh, power system, I said on Twitter, is, like, Moggy has the Black Clover power system, but better. Like, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, like... It's like, simpler. <laughs> yeah, they don't make it as complicated, like, we know there's magic, uh runes is what black clover does they do the same thing but say each has their own command each plays into each other differently and i use these different magics in these different situations you got extreme magic for the gins, the the metal vessels and all that stuff so it's just like magic or you have a metal vessel and then they just keep on developing that idea some other things that play into like getting stronger is like um how you use mogoy which is like Mana, how you use it can be different based on like where you grew up, Um, and that's helped Alibaba, for example, get stronger. But for the most part, the uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty consistent. I think the lore itself was very much very interesting. I think there's a lot to dive into there. I think if it was like a weekly series around this time, people would love to dive into like what this means, this means, this means. I gave the lore an eight. Out of 10, I thought it was really good. Um, nothing too crazy where I was like, oh man, this is the greatest thing, but it was very good, um, the lore and the history of the manga universe. Uh, I think the power system was pretty good, but nothing crazy and dynamic like a Hunter Hunter or JJK. But yeah, I thought it was good and made sense. It was very useful. I think the only thing you could actually say is like, at a certain point, it became a situation where, like, okay, the stronger fighter would win, but you need to understand the power system to become that strong fighter, and I think that's what Moggy does, compared to, uh, which is a fine thing to do. You don't have to make it, like, ultimate strategy, this is how I use my power here, here, and here, if you don't want to. Like, you don't need to be a hunter-hunter. You don't need to be JJK. You don't need to do that. Right? Yeah. So... Uh, I give it a 7. In geography, I also gave it a 7. So many kingdoms. All the dungeons were their only unique universe. There's a whole different world. The Dark Continent. A lot of locations. 7. Uh, is I gave the Geography. So those are my ratings for those three things. I think Moggy did a very good job in uh, setting up its world. Very right. good. I'll be honest with you. Alright. Now, this is the part where I arguably think... And I when I first wa- watched Magi, I never really considered how important this was. But this is uh-huh. arguably the best thing that Magi does. Their overall theme of destiny is oh, yeah. done extremely well. And the I like like this is another thing. I I'm, I'm not gonna have to bring up Black Clover again because I've talked about Black Clover so much. A lot of things that Black Clover does is very similar to Magi in terms of writing its story. Yeah. But I don't think it does... I don't think it... I think Black Clover hit a point where it's just like... It stopped doing it. And it's kind of hit it... That's that's why it kind of stopped focusing on fate. It stopped focusing on destiny. And started doing something a little bit different. Um, Whereas Magi... From the beginning of the series to the series conclusion, the overall theme of destiny was a huge component in the entire universe and all the characters. Uh you wanna say anything about destiny? I'm gonna be honest
1: with you. Right and and I like the fact that she was um you brought up Black Clover because they have a lot of similarities, like a lot. Um I like the I, with, with Magi. I like the fact that destiny and fate played a big part within this this entire story because at any given second, right? Prime example when Ali, when Alibaba um uh, died, right, and he was going for that good time period, we seen a drastic change in the story. And yeah. like when I say a drastic change, it felt like like. Like characters was really like doing their own thing. Like things were completely left. We seen how Simba Sinbad changed the entire dynamic. He was like, Oh yeah, y'all have to put y'all uh weapons here, y'all can't even use them. This is a this is how we're gonna run a society, this, that, and the third. And it's like all of this changed, like this much changed because one character died. And I like the fact that even with Sinbad and uh, Alibaba, I like the correlation of how, like, they have the best of interests, but it's not, I like the fact that it sticks that they're going to go there, they're going to handle it their way, and one is not going to influence the other to change at all. Whether it's like yeah. oh yeah I feel like I'm going to do this and then Sinbad like no you can't do it Like that and Alibaba's like oh well you're Right it was never no, situa- no situation Like that I like the fact that Alibaba Even contested with Sinbad And like no you're wrong I can find yeah. a way
0: Well At the beginning Alibaba was definitely Just like agreeing with Sinbad Yeah, and it wasn't until He developed a lot more I can kind of hear myself by the way Oh I got you. All right, so it right. wasn't until he developed more as a character, which is this is what character development is—learning, developing as a character. It wasn't until then when he returned, he had the confidence, he had the the personality, he had the understanding. For him to challenge Sinbad in that way. Because like you said, the the importance about Destiny and how Alibaba and Sinbad uh, kind of portray Destiny is very interesting. Sinbad is an individual where he will... He, he can say he can see Destiny, but he's an individual that is so great, so perfect, the embodiment of a king, that he will take control of Destiny and influence everybody around him to follow the Destiny that he wants them to follow. Whereas Alibaba is completely different. He's an individual that, even if he sees Destiny, his choice is to include everybody equally and have everybody uh choose their own destiny and work together to make a better path for the future so that's why the disconnect between sinbad and alibaba happens and both of them went through very terrible things as an individuals but came to different conclusions which is why aladdin choosing alibaba as his king's candidate was so important um, and that's why when Yunnan chose Sinbad, he decided to leave Sinbad because he he sees that Sinbad is just a a, a different individual. And Destiny plays a part in the entire universe. It played a part in the fact that people hated Destiny so much that they wanted to destroy Destiny altogether, so people had free will. It also divi- went into the aspect of free will, how, okay... If bad things happen to me, it's because of destiny. I hate destiny. I hate God. It plays into that. It plays into the fact that, okay, only people who are given noble birth and live a good life, they have good destiny. While I have bad destiny, that's not fair. Utilizing destiny as the overall theme, it's able to touch upon so many things in terms of God, free will, determinism, all those aspects, and then coming up with a final conclusion that Alibaba came with that's like what makes a good theme a good theme what makes something like a really good writing is how much that overall theme you can connect to the real world cause a religion in the real world destiny, free will the aspect of living for yourself versus living for other people is stuff that people struggle with today so Maggie does it so well. Even their conclusions, even hard to really. Alibaba's conclusion is really hard to think to kind of come together officially because it touches upon different universes and how everybody needs to come together and someone needs to kind of be that beacon to prove that it can work. But it's a solution that people understand and people respect. I respect it as well. I think it's a very good uh, solution to come up with. So yeah, yeah. Maggie. Killed it. They
1: they killed their theme. They killed yeah, with, it with their theme. Is with their theme. They definitely as the series progressed, they kept built. They kept building on top of the theme. It never like deterred over time. And that was another thing that I liked on um, within the series because it wasn't just Alibaba and Sinbad. Like we even seen this with Aladdin and Judar. We even seen this with Alibaba and Hakariu. We even seen this with Morgiana and how um. But her backstory about with the dark continent and her people how they was oppressed and everything and uh because we because we even seen it uh I believe it was in the anime when morgiana found um met one of uh Sinbad's household vessels the one that was for the same dark continent she lit up she was like, oh my god like I thought it was no more of us <laughs> like <laughs> she thought she was probably the only one left she met him she was like, oh yeah it's a possibility." it's definitely still more of us out there like fate fate is on our side so i like the fact that the story just uh just built built was keep building on more and more of the theme because it just opened up more avenues of
0: for you just to do exactly when you stick to its overall theme it helps kind of connect your story all the way through and keep it consistent um that's why I brought up Black Clover because it it started doing very similar things to, to Magi, but then it kind of, separating itself a little bit too much. Like, um, when it like it definitely focused on the fact that Asta initially was hated by Fate. It, would hate, it was hated by its universe. It was hated by Destiny. Like he had no magic. He anti magic. He was a he was from the from the slums, and you know. Was loved by fate. It was loved by destiny. It was loved by Mana. Um, yeah. So the the dichotomy between those two could have been so good moving forward. Considering in this situation, you know, Yuno would be that individual. He would be that Sinbad type of individual. And then uh, Asha is a person who's hated by fate, but he he what he does would have to play into like him challenging fate or rewriting fate and the possibilities there but now i don't know if they're touching upon that at all when everything's said and done so um so yeah i don't i don't know what the what i don't know what the theme is now if i'm being perfectly honest well by fighting lucius so well yeah i i can't even tell you at this point either (laughs) i'm just just
1: reading into to enjoy now at this point yeah
0: that's at this point that's what i'm doing too i don't i think black clover in terms of its uh writing later on kind of changed dramatically um so it's very curious to see what it what it plans to do but yeah that's a little tangent in terms of black Clover. when black clover finished best believe i'm doing its objective analysis and that should be interesting that one should be interesting all right yeah Last thing to touch upon is the art. You know, for the most part, um, I, f- I include this for my rating. I gave the artist seven personally. I thought it was good. I thought it was very, it was good. All the gin clips were very interesting transformations. Very nice transformations. Um, so yeah, when something's good, like nothing that bl- if it doesn't blow me away, I can't put it higher than seven. But it was good. It was clean. It was done well. It was nice to look at. So I gave it a seven for for art personally um i'm more around like seven
1: eight and i'm just one of those people like if, if if the if the universe is big right and you're introducing like all these different countries or people just in general i expect like at least a little a little bit of crispiness but when they would um when they were going to country to country or well kingdom to kingdom Every kingdom was unique in their own right. Everyone, every single one was different. From when we seen the co Empire, we went uh, to Simbad's Kingdom. From when on the Magic Academy, when we seen that, like everything just looked different. Like it had, like you could tell, um, when looking at the panels or even watching it, like it had its own uniqueness. Like nothing had, nothing was similar to the to the next kingdom. Everything was just like, oh, okay, this is Magic Academy. We see people on broomsticks, people walking around practicing magic. It got a big old dome around it or, you know different things like that. So,
0: yeah, I just okay. So seven, I decided to change the overall theme to a ten. I think, I think it's perfect. I think this is the, one of the. This is like a perfect way to incorporate your theme into a story. I have to really think about it. Like, do I really have any issues on how they incorporate a theme? And I have none. Even, and then how it all accumulated by the end of the series with Sinbad testing Alibaba, Hakriyu, Judar, and Aladdin at testing them to see if they can come up with a better solution than he did was all great. It was all amazing. Like it was, it was perfect,
1: and that's what I was saying. It's crazy how these main characters, when it comes to like the theme of the um series, they fit it so perfectly. Like, you like it's so perfect that it's like you really can't get no better than this. Especially how, especially how the series is um panned out from beginning to end. It's like we see, like, along the way, we see the character development with Aladdin, Alibaba. We see uh, the interactions and the character development with Judar, and especially how he even interact with Aladdin. We even, uh, with Hakuryu, um, as well, Sinbad, and how he's just um going about his ambitious goal. So it's like these characters all tying to, tying to each other, like, so perfectly because
0: of the theme. Yeah, ex- exactly. So with that said, um, let's do the averages of the ratings. Okay, averages, math, more math. 6.8, 7.9, 10, 7, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Maggi ends up with a final score of a 7.8 now one thing that i do is i increase the score by 2.25 if it has anything in terms of characters writing um that is a 10 out of 10 if it has anything like s tier go tier 10 out of 10 perfect then it gets a 0.25 upgrade and considering i think destiny is a perfect way to write theme, your overall theme in your story i have to increase it so 7.8 turns into 8.05 Moggy ends up at 8.05 out of 10 uh can you think of anything else that you would say is like a perfect thing and because I know people might want to say Simbad, but if you're really after rereading it like Sinbad's not perfect he's close nah. but like his story's not flushed out enough what I do say
1: the only thing I could really say that's perfect besides the theme in the show is the power system and that's because the power system is so simple you can't mess it up
0: like <laughs> yeah, I can't me. say it's re- I understand where you're coming from I can't yeah. I, I think they are consistent with it I think they they stick to it, but I can't say it's perfect purely because it's like too simple. Like it, it, simplicity yeah. can't be like a perfectly written, um, especially later on when you really think about it. Like it becomes like a power. Like it becomes like who's overall more powerful, and it's like Aladdin who can manipulate vectors, and then Sinbad who becomes a god, and then Literally. David who becomes a god. And then Alibaba is just like strong because he's he can oh yeah he Alibaba gained a power where he can slow down time perception, so it's like it's important, but later on obviously it became a lot more irrelevant. Um, it just became who's like fucking strong as hell, and the strongest hell people were Aladdin, Alibaba, and then the gods Simbad and and uh what. Are you i forgot alibaba got that power honestly i completely forgot he got a power where you can slow down yeah, you, the perception of time
1: yeah you literally just reminded me of that i forgot he even could um
0: slow down the perception of time yeah so like uh since after i reminded him, like oh damn alibaba is actually op with that power like jesus that's a broken power um so yeah, also Aladdin. I forgot Aladdin what he can really do, but if you can manipulate vectors, that that is so broken, Jesus. So if you're talking about if we're talking about like uh, if people want to start doing the the power scaling stuff, hey, Alibaba and Aladdin, they, they like that. They, they both like that. They, they really
1: take... like. It is. It it gets crazy with them. yeah it definitively
0: does. i didn't know for sure but after rereading it my, alibaba is definitely the strongest metal vessel user by the end of the series and then aladdin is the strongest non-god and then sinbad becomes a god so it's like okay all right it's, um, it's
1: crazy how alibaba really rolls through the ranks and metal vessel use metal vessel users because before he was
0: barely scraping by <laughs> yeah you gotta respect. I mean, that's partially because he died and came back to life, but only Alibaba probably could do that because of his personality. So it's like Yeah, it is what it is. And then uh even without God powers, Sinbad versus Alibaba would actually be very interesting. But yeah. Aladdin is the strongest character in the series. I think Sinbad even said, Yeah, I can't beat Aladdin. And so Aladdin becomes broken. Imagine
1: Jesus. It. And especially when him and uh, Alibaba teamed up, it's definitely,
0: it's like, it's deadly, it's deadly. Um, But yeah. All right. So with that said, overall score is 8.05. So I'm going to do, and you can chime in here and there. This is kind of the final portion. I'm going to kind of restate all the uh, ratings. And and, uh, this is the part I kind of cut out and put in a video. Okay, Okay. Okay. All right. So with this said, uh, we are doing the re uh, kind of the summation of everything here, in terms of the Magi objective anime analysis. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Obviously, as you guys can see, I'm not um you have, I don't have my face cam on or anything, so you can see the the screen of the Magi wiki instead. Have fun with that. So with that said, we're gonna dive into all things here. I have my guy Semi here uh, to chime in. So let's dive right into it. Uh, first is the plot. The plot is uh ends up being a 6.8 out of 10. Uh it was it was a very good plot. It was unique, it was paced very well, pretty consistent. Ending was pretty good. Beginning was it was a little bit above average. Like it was like, good enough for you to get invested. Um yeah. and it's pretty good for a plot. The the only thing about Maggie's plot is it's not really that dynamic. It's not really that crazy. It's not um, in terms of how it's written. Like, it's good, but nothing beyond good. And there's a lot of things in the Magi plot itself that could have been flushed out more, especially by the ending of the story. Um, we've mentioned a few examples l- earlier on, such as uh, the story with Arba. Um, there's the story of Aladdin and Kyokyoku's relationship. Um, Sinbad's story even from um, even his prequel story, and even after he kind of leaves the universe, they kind of allude to him coming back. And even the fact that they want to communicate with other universes, like, there are a few things that didn't wrap up nicely enough, and that's probably one thing that they, they should have touched upon more. And other kind of... These are minor criticisms that are... can't make the plot perfect, right? You know, in order to create a perfect plot, you would have to think things through extremely, extremely well, from beginning, middle, to end. And it's hard to do, but overall, Mange's plot was really good. It was uh, very enjoyable, very interesting, flowed very well. All the arcs are very unique. Like, it touched upon war, politics, discrimination. It did everything very well. Uh, Anything you want to say to me? Um something i did want to touch up on within
1: magi is that um if another thing that i do like is so simple it draws you in like it got it got some of the most lovable characters within the series Like i feel like the first five episodes you could really be like i really like this show and it's,
0: yeah. and,
1: it's and it's because of pay, how, how they pace it out
0: yeah yeah, I, I definitely agree to that. They, they everything flows very nicely for Maki. Uh next let's go into the characters. That's we gave it uh 7.9 out of ten. Uh Maki has an amazing cast of characters. Uh, the protagonist and the main antagonist, we couldn't give it to one individual. We had to give it to two individually, because in terms of importance and relevance, it can't be just one person. So for the protagonist, um I had Aladdin and Alibaba. If you initially you could Like, if you only watch the anime, then you would say Aladdin. But if you read the entire story, then there's no honest to god way you can say alibaba is not just as important as aladdin his story is just as important their dichotomy is there for a reason there's a reason why it's the magi and his king like they have equal importance in the story they are both very very good characters the only kind of thing holding them back to be like perfect or close to perfect characters is the fact that they share importance and, you know, that's not a bad thing because it can it, it can be more entertaining to have two protagonists. But it's impossible to have a 10 out of 10 protagonist if you share the spotlight, right? It's impossible to lead your story as an individual if you share the spotlight. So it's an 8 out of 10 collectively. Um, the antagonists also share Sinbad is the main antagonist especially in comparison to Alibaba and then David, obviously in comparison to like Solomon and even Aladdin being his great grandson um, or grandson. So with that said, they, they were pretty good. Uh, Sinbad is close to a perfect antagonist. We give him a nine. And then David was kind of like, Hey, he, he was better than average he was a six, but a lot Sinbad's story didn't get fleshed out enough. And David definitely didn't get fleshed out. So that's why it's a 7.5 for that. Other characters very interesting. Arba, for example. Haku's story is amazing. Judar, Morgiana. A bunch of great side characters, such as Cohen, such as Jafar, such as uh, Mulexia, Tedis, Sharkon. Magi does a great job with their characters, so 7.9 out of 10 I think is very much appropriate. Uh, anything you want to add? Um...
1: Like like we was previously talking about with the side characters. Maggie's one of those series um that does it really extremely well. And it's because they they juggled with character they, they juggled with characters so good that everybody had their respective um uh, each arc every character had their respective moment or time period. The only thing um I was kind of like bummed out about was the whole what Arba, um, David. I wasn't too much really invested into David, more into like Sinbad. And then that was just because we just seen Sinbad so much more. Uh, I think with Sinbad, he could have been a little bit more better. He's he's very good of a character, don't get me wrong. He could have been a little bit more better if he just had a a prequel and not a spinoff. But that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree. side characters is very interesting. Like, I feel like um, the, and this is just a little sidebar. When it comes to side characters, uh, Maggie has this effect of like fairy tale, where fairy tale have really good side characters. But one thing with fairy tale is like they, the main character is like enjoyable.
0: But yeah, funny you funny like, you say we... that because Fairy Tale was the <laughs> objective analysis I did prior. And um I gave the side characters like a 9 2. I think they're really yeah. good. And then I give Natsu like a five. I don't think Natsu is a great protagonist. So yeah,
1: Natsu so just fit fit the story. And that, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. He's a very enjoyable character. But um, like I was telling one of my homies, because we were talking about Fairy Tale the other day, I'm like the side characters in Fairy Tale is very like they have a strong presence and the story in and, and they not only fit the story their writing within the story is good as well exactly
0: i agree i agree with that
1: yeah um Maggie as well has the the fairy tale effect
0: like they have some strong side characters like it just fit the story yeah uh, and we even mentioned, like, we even try to do a comparison to, uh, like, a series that doesn't do it well. And eventually, I'll do my interpretive analysis on my hero once it finishes up. But my hero oh. doesn't do, like, side characters well at all. Because they don't really focus on them. They don't flush them out. They don't make them relevant. So, Magi is one of those series that does it extremely well. Make them very interesting. And it doesn't take too, it really doesn't take too much away from the protagonist. So... Uh, you know it's just a way to write your story especially considering magi had 369 chapters like my hero what chapter is it on right now my hero i I believe it's on like i just seen it um i know black clover's in the 300s i don't remember is my Hero also in the 300 i think so yeah if you're in the
1: 300 it's 371
0: Okay, if you're if this is, you have more chapters than Maki. If you have if you're in the three hundreds and you cannot flesh out your side characters, that's a problem. I'm just saying that's a problem. Um, yeah. Okay, with that said, setting so setting was the lore, the power system, the geography. Um, for the most part, Maki does an excellent job building its lore. It does an excellent job building up the magical history with Solomon, the prior universe, the prior world, the gods. Um, and how all that really works, and the djinn system, and how magic works, and even the geography is delved into like people visiting different kingdoms, different countries. So they do it all very well. It's all good. And I don't think, for the most part, people think you have to make it overly complicated. And in reality, you do not. MaGi does not do anything that makes everything overly complicated compared to, like, in terms of a power system, compared to something like JJK, Hunter x Hunter, even something like World Trigger. Like, it doesn't make it... Th- and making it complicated is also not a bad thing, by the way, because it makes it interesting. But... You can make it interesting enough, good enough for it to be understandable and usable. And that's what Magi's does. Like, magic, the utilization of magic, the utilization of um, ma- mana in general in terms of Magui and Key, the utilization of gym metal Vessels and its household vessels. Like, all of that, not complicated, very usable, very consistent, which makes it good. And same thing with the lore and the history. The only thing I want to point out for the lore i th- also think which is really nice that they could have flushed out more is the origin dragon they could have flushed that out more what's going on with that like it's cool but like they could have flushed yeah. out more and the Fonalis, like okay they're red lion sure super strong individual sure could have flushed out what that wh- why they exist what that means who they are and why they become human when they come into the other side i don't know why that is I mean, I'm fine with it, because Morgiana ended up with Alibaba, but, like, why, though? They never really dove into the stuff like that too in-depthly in regards to the Dark Continent and the fact that it's basically, like, a different universe. But, you know, they dove into a little bit, like, I understand. Uh, It's mostly, in in terms of the current... uh, current universe. The reason why the dark continent exists is because Solomon was not able to uh gain any influence on a certain amount of territory and that certain amount of territory ended up being the dark continent, which is why there's a rift between the, the world and the dark continent. However, I think they could have dove into it a lot more. So, overall the setting yeah. ended up being a 7.33 out of 10. Uh, anything you want to add? Um
1: That was my only thing too. Is with the dark continent, they could just touched up on it more, because I'm pretty sure it's more. It's it's a lot of things in the dark continent that's vague that you could touch up on,
0: or even add on to. Yeah. So and people need to keep in mind, these are small criticisms, by the way. I still think they did an excellent job. Yeah. Yeah uh with that said overall theme 10 out of 10 this is what plays into the 0.25 bonus destiny the f- aspect of destiny. destiny and uh i'll let i'll let Sammy start this one if you want to talk about destiny a little bit so my so with the theme of the
1: series i really enjoy it because from beginning to end the concept never changes like in it either affects you on a lower degree, whether you're just a commoner, a slave, like within the story, or a metal vessel user, or even a, a God's candidate or God, right? Um, Another thing that me and Archie were talking about was how a lot of these characters, whether it's Alibaba or Aladdin or Sinbad, all of them correlate with each other because of how, because of Destiny, and um, Archie made a, 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 a good statement of how, in a way, Sinbad can even manipulate Destiny in a way of, like, having a following. And we've seen it within the anime as well, how he was going around making his household vessels, uh, basically, in a sense, building his family, you know? And I feel like that was a great thing that Maggie uh stuck to was des- was definitely uh, destiny and um the the influence of destiny and fate within the series because it never inherently just fell onto one character
0: like it was it, it fell on like a group honestly, yeah, I wanna build upon that um there's a lot a lot of things that I give like a ten out of ten for right um the only the last two things that got a ten out of ten was like uh it was bond's character and seven deadly sins and how fairy tale writes emotional moments cuz they do it a lot and they do it very well oh yeah definitely Moggy mm-hmm. is gets a 10 out of 10 for its overall theme of destiny because like like uh, semi said they utilize and keep it consistent throughout the entire series in terms of the importance. And the importance of Destiny only builds by the time we get to the end of the arc. They start off with the fact that, um, you know, one of the more first uh, important things in regards to Destiny is uh, them... Meeting Kasim and how Kasim cursed Destiny, cursed the fact that was a royal, cursed the fact that he lived in the slums, that his family died. And Alibaba had to come in terms of finding a good solution on how, like, are you right because you curse Destiny, what that really means, all that stuff. So that's the first time where Alibaba and Aladdin and, and Destiny was truly challenged. Now, the thing about it is very interesting is that Aladdin. Because of where he came from, because the moment he gained Solomon wisdom, his opinion very falls very much in line with Solomon's and the fact that people should have the right to choose their own destiny as an individual. And that's it. God shouldn't influence a destiny at all. People should have that free will. Aladdin stays true to that throughout the entire series. Alibaba's perception is the one that keeps on changing as he learns more about the world. As he learns more about Destiny, hating Destiny. Because there's a point after that arc where Ali Baba curses Destiny as well as he starts becoming fallen. He actually does fall into depravity. Um, and that's because he met Dunya. Is her name Dunya? Dunya, yes? Dunya. Yeah, Dunya. He met Dunya. He saw her backstory and how she was a royal who was killed by her people and just her her life sucked. He saw that. He remembered Kasim's life and he fell into depravity. And because of that, um, he also cursed Destiny. But Aladdin saved him. Morgiana saved him. All that stuff. And there's a moment where... Alibaba had the opportunity to kill one of the members of Al Tharman, who was inside him, and he chose to save him instead. And we learn that that guy, we learn about his backstory later on in uh, in Aladdin stuff, and why he curses destiny. But then he was like, I can't believe you did this, and Alibaba chose a different path. Alibaba's personality and his ideology continues to warp and change and increase um, as he learns more, Aladdin's continues to uh, evolve as well and by the end of the series Sinbad um he can see destiny he also at certain different points was evolving with destiny but because he's such an exceptional individual he's a singularity he's a he's the perfect king he's a perfect individual he's the perfect human. His belief in himself and his hatred of how destiny warps the world made him believe in himself that he himself can change destiny. And he did. He became God. He took control of the sacred palace. And he changed destiny. He thought, if I destroy destiny, if I change destiny, if I destroy this system, then people can truly be free. Because even if you have free will, you are still a victim of destiny. Aladdin doesn't agree with that. He's still with the people should be allowed to just have free will and live as they will. And we should be able to struggle and all that stuff. Then at the end of the series, Alibaba comes up with a different solution. And his solution revolves around the struggle as well, but not individual struggle, not destroying the system of destiny and God, but taking destiny into your hand and sharing your destiny with other people. That is the solution Alibaba came with, and that is the solution that the everybody else agreed with. Sinbad yeah. agreed with, Aladdin agreed with, and even Arbo is like really interesting. So, it all came to inclusion from beginning to end, and the impact of destiny. That is why Magi did it perfectly. Legit, it made it so much sense. And it even goes beyond the pages of Magi, because even Destiny and the theme of Destiny and Free Will even plays so much relevance to the real world, because people are still struggling with how they live, with their own destiny, with God, with religion. It has... Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, you can utilize Alibaba's solution in the real world, and I think it would have huge merit if people would decide to share their destiny and share their uh, share how the 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 problems of the world with each other. Then uh, that would actually be very fruitful. I mean, people talk about community all the time, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that is why destiny is a 10 out of 10 mogi did it perfectly and if people want to write an uh, overall theme in their story they better they better check out Maggie. i think there's very few Definitely. series that could do it as well as Maggie did it in this like, series like
1: like prime like prime example um just to just to add emphasis on what you were saying it's a lot of series that try to that have tried to touch upon destiny and fate and they either did it decently or, it wasn't like a hit or miss. For me, Magi is one of those series. Like when it comes to destiny and fate, it just—it's literally perfect because it could apply to a series in real life. What Archie was saying, because, uh, for example, with Sinbad, Sinbad was basically like, "No, I'm gonna have basically control of everything, and I'm gonna basically make it away. It's not a choice." This is what's gonna go on, and we're not gonna this ain't gonna be no less fortunate. Aladdin Aladdin was basically like, No, it is a choice. And Alibaba was like, listen, we can make it a way of I could share my blessings or I could share my fortune, knowledge, or whatever the case may be. And uh we when we build up, up and we build up on that. And and it's crazy because in the series that's literally what he was doing. You remember um when he died and came back to life, he went back to that country, he basically fixed a whole entire um what yeah. called, whole entire political situation.
0: And it took uh, him a minute. Well, it was more so the economic situation. The, yeah, he went e- to the e- yeah, co empire situation. and fixed
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, like he fixed he literally fixed the economic situation and granted it took time, but he literally showed like Sinbad is like, bro. Listen, it's ways to this. It don't. It don't have to be your way. But if you feel like it had to be your way, then I'm gonna go against your way, and I'm gonna show you.
0: Yeah. Overall, Destiny is uh, perfectly done in terms of, of Maggie, and it deserves deserves credit for it. Um, last but not least is, uh, art, and art, for the most part, is pretty good. Give it a 7 out of 10. Really not much to say regarding that. It's not perfect, but it is good. So, with that said, uh, the final rating ended up being an 8.05, because we gave a 0.25 bonus for having a 10 out of 10 in terms of Destiny. Other than that, there's really nothing else that I can give 10 out of 10 for Moggy. So, 8.05 is the highest rating so far, since so, so we've done... In comparison, it's kind of fun. We don't, I only did three series so far, uh, that are all magical series. So this is the highest rating so far. Um, Seven Deadly Sins had a 6.65 out of 10, Fairy Tail had a 6.35 out of 10, and then Mangi had an 8.05 out of 10. So I think so far these ratings are perfect personally. And as I said before, I keep on saying, five is average. So if you're above average, that means you're better than average. So no, gee, just saying, just saying. (laughs) So um, next series, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I want to do Tokyo Avengers because I know the final chapter is coming out next week. Or, yeah, next week. Uh, Promise Neverland, give it a reread. I know I had huge issues with the the ending of the manga the first time I read it. I'm going to give it another chance with its new analysis mindset and try to see if I can come out with it with a different understanding and then I don't know maybe another series maybe I'll even read a cancelled series for like a, like Red Hood and kind of give it a, a reason why it kind of flopped so we will, we will see so I hope you guys enjoyed y'all have a good one take care and peace peace alright that is the end of the stream and people listening on the podcast format uh, rated five stars listening